morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. The date is December 27th. Hope you had a nice weekend, a nice holiday weekend. Um, Enjoyed the episodes we did this weekend. I really loved getting to just kind of chit chat about some other stuff throughout the year. Today, we'll be back to uh, giving you some news, some updates from the holiday weekend. First up, today is Timothy Chalamet's birthday. Gotta shout it out. I feel like it's been a long time since there's been a star who has really overtaken Hollywood the way that he has, Um, whether it's kind of the indie flicks that he first rose to prominence in, like Lady Bird or Call Me By Your Name, or this year that has really catapulted him into being 100% a household name with Dune, Uh, and he just kind of keeps cooking. But I I loved him in Dune, and I think that that was sort of a a moment that kind of has cemented him as one of the biggest names in Hollywood. And then sadly, also, this is a sad one. I can't believe it's been this long already, but Five years ago on this day, we lost Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, it's hard to think of a more iconic actress than her, somebody who has more iconic roles and was more just beloved. Um, And it was so tragic when she passed. So today on the five-year anniversary, just want to make sure that we all keep her and her family in our thoughts. And with that, we can hop into the news from the weekend. We have to start with another sad one, unfortunately. Yesterday, we lost Desmond Tutu, who, if you're not familiar, um, he's the anti-apartheid activist who helped to end South African apartheid. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1984, and he passed away yesterday at the age of 90. So we just want to give a rest in power to Desmond Tutu. Um, I want to leave you with a couple of quotes from him, just because I think that he has some of the most powerful and enduring quotes of all time. Uh, First, when we see others as the enemy, we risk becoming what we hate. When we oppress others, we end up oppressing ourselves. All of our humanity is dependent upon recognizing the humanity in others. And then, of course, his most well-known quote, If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Rest in power to Desmond Tutu. And with that, we can hop over into some of the other stuff that happened this weekend in our other verticals. NFTs. First of all, NFT, we got two stories today. One of them is the Open DAO news, which this was definitely the biggest Web3 news of the holiday season over the past few days. It has been absolutely blowing up Twitter. So I believe starting around Christmas Eve, this DAO, the Open DAO, emerged. DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And it's essentially in this day and age, a DAO is just any group of people in Web3 a lot of the time, but it doesn't necessarily need to be crypto related, but a group of people who get together um, based around an ideology or some sort of plan and then have kind of a democratically run organization. Um, So decentralized autonomous organization. Um, There have been DAOs that have wanted to bid on the Constitution or do a whole lot of things. But so this DAO emerged and its plan was to airdrop a cryptocurrency, a token called SOS to any user who had conducted any transactions on OpenSea, which is the largest NFT trading platform throughout the entirety of this year. Um, It's not affiliated with OpenSea. They just are checking people's wallets to see who had conducted transactions on OpenSea. When it first emerged, people were definitely a little bit concerned about the security. Um, People conducted a lot of research and determined that it was safe to access. And the coin throughout the weekend has begun to be regulated by numerous crypto platforms, including Coinbase at this point. So by Saturday evening, over 200,000 wallets had claimed their tokens. At the time of recording right now, the the value is still fractions upon fractions of a cent. But when you consider the fact that some people were airdropped up to billions of the token, um, it adds up. People people received a nice little holiday uh, Christmas present of this new token. The token is up over a thousand percent since it was first airdropped on Christmas Eve. Um, An early criticism of the DAO was people were like, what is this DAO doing? What the what is the purpose of it? But they seem to be intending to be sort of a people's coin for people emerging. NFTs, a significant portion of the funds are allocated towards compensating people who are scammed 
on OpenSea to give them restitution for their scams. And then other methods of just kind of generically, they've been using the terminology around uplifting the NFT community. We'll see exactly what that means, but there's so much uh, momentum around it that I feel like if people identify this as the coin that we want to be the coin of the NFT community, then it, it very well might be. So it'll, it'll be interesting to continue to watch it. And also, if you uh, conducted any transactions on OpenSea this year, you should go ahead and, and claim your airdrop because it's just some free, free tokens for you. Additionally, we also concluded our 25 days of POAP on Saturday with such a fun way of ending it. I, I love that this is what the team came up with. It was such a nice way to do it instead of focusing on one artist. The final day um, was a collaborative paint project from essentially the entire 137 p.m. community. So on Saturday, we used POAP. POAP is the brand proof of attendance protocol um, that we were working with throughout the month. And we used POAP service POAP.art and conducted a POAP paint party, which essentially allowed anyone in the 137 p.m. community who had claimed any of the POAPs from the month to contribute to this big collaborative canvas during the 24 hour window. We had it open where you were able to add pixels to this big canvas. And everybody who participated during the 24 hour window will be whitelisted to receive the final POAP. And you can look at it on our Twitter. It's just this big canvas of all these little pixelated art pieces just from all the people who, who, who participated in our community. I love it. Stay in our Discord and our Twitter for the most up-to-date info on when folks will receive this POAP um, because this one mechanically is a little bit more complicated because we have to finalize it and then give it to everybody. But rest assured, if you participated, your wallet is whitelisted and you'll receive it. Hopping over into the sports world. Sports. There were some fun NBA games on Christmas that I think people were concerned that due to what's going on with COVID that there won't be any fun games. But I do feel like we actually had kind of a nice a nice weekend on Saturday when all the Christmas Day games occurred. I feel like the most exciting game was the Bucks Celtics game. The struggling Celtics who are now under 500 blew a 13 point lead with five minutes left. Um, and Giannis had this great showtime block to help clinch the victory. It was a fun game. Go watch the highlights. Um, then I got to shout out the New York Knicks because I'm a Knicks fan. Um, the Knicks beat the Hawks. The Hawks were severely uh, just missing a bunch of players, playing a bunch of G League players. So it wasn't a huge W, but the Knicks have been struggling, so I love to see it. And Kemba Walker, who hadn't been playing for a long time and is from New York, had a triple-double on Christmas, which is exciting. And then he rocked just the absolute sickest fit of the year at the postgame. Look up Kemba Walker's postgame fit. And then the game that was arguably supposed to be the most exciting, but due to some COVID protocols, um, had fewer of the players that people anticipated. But uh, Nets-Lakers also took place on Saturday, and the Lakers suffered a crushing defeat to the shorthanded Nets, who are missing Kevin Durant. Um, when they lost 122 to 115, despite LeBron scoring 39 points and Russell Westbrook had a triple double, but not a very contributive triple double. The Lakers are now two games under 500, 16, 18, and the Nets are 22 and nine. And then finally, one of my favorite uh, rivalries throughout this year has been between the Warriors and the Suns because they're arguably the two best teams in the league. And their game on Saturday night did not disappoint. The Warriors defeated the Suns, led by Curry, Steph Curry's 33 points, and then anchored by some big buckets from Otto Porter Jr. in the final minutes. The Warriors have demonstrated that they are a good team that was developing over the past two years and are, are playing great. And I love Warriors Suns basketball as some of the most fun basketball to watch, in my opinion, because they're both just really well-run teams with good players. And that's it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms. We'll be back tomorrow. And as always, remember, stay curious. Curious.